Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. Beyond all these things, put on love which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Colossians 3, 14-15 Next week marks Thanksgiving holiday, a holiday that contains the things that I hold very dearly and and find most enjoyable faith, family, and food. We could probably measure how much we really have by how much we take for granted. It's so easy when we have so much to forget those who have so little of what we think so little about. In our scripture reading in Colossians, notice the company Thanksgiving keeps. Love, the bond of perfectness, that which binds together our completeness as a mature Christian. The peace of God that can rule in our hearts. Be ye thankful. Thankfulness is enjoined here to those who have bound together all the virtues of following Christ by love and have learned the joy of peace that comes by living in Him. It seems that those spiritually mature are always thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Thanksgivings to God are a natural outgrowth of activity of Christians when they do good for one another and help one another. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 9 verses 10 through 12, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving in God. For the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. Thanksgiving is part of our spiritual service as priests unto God. We we are expected to offer praise, the fruit of our lips unto God. Through Him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to His name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices God is pleased. Hebrews 13, 15-16 So, in this podcast, we want to think, for a little while, 
about being thankful. Some things I think we have to be thankful for. I think we can be thankful for special people. For our families, our parents, our brothers, sisters, for our extended family. We can even have reason to be thankful for those who have been a trial to us. They have made us grow. I think about raising children. Raising children will make a man grow to the experience he needs to be an elder. 1 Timothy 3 verses 4 through 6. We should be thankful for the people who taught us the gospel of Christ. I'm sure we have surely been the cause of much anxiety and many prayers of other people. Imagine what their teaching us has meant to us. We should be thankful for the people we come in contact with in our daily lives. Now, good people are not necessarily Christians, but those who are doing good things like Cornelius and Lydia, dishonest, ungodly, fierceness, and destructiveness. Now, aren't you glad you know people that show good in their lives? Even those people who are not necessarily Christians. Speaking of Christians, we should be thankful for the people of God, the members of the church. We should be thankful for what we mean to each other. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Encouragement, understanding, love, forgiveness, sympathy in sorrow and pain, being a help in tragedy. Those are the what we need to be thankful for, for our brethren in Christ. For what they mean to the truth, to become the gospel, to adorn it as Paul wrote in Philippians 1, 27 and 8. To shine in the midst of an evil world, Philippians 2, 14 and 15. We should be thankful for the people of the church and what they should mean to everyone. Love to all, tribute to powers. The salt of the earth as Jesus described it in Matthew 5 and 13. We should be thankful for those who preach the gospel. They often make sacrifices so the gospel goes forth. Many people have chosen to leave lucrative jobs to barely make ends meet. Why? 
so that the gospel could be preached. There are heartaches associated with preaching. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 30, I have been in labor and hardship, through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? I argue there is no better work to be done on the face of this earth. Most importantly, we should be thankful for God's Son. We need to be sure we put Christ in everything. Not as many people will do very shortly, saying, well, put Christ back in Christmas. The things Christ is and should be to us, the proof of truth of the Bible and fulfilled prophecies, the hope of eternity and resurrection from the dead, our Savior who died willingly so that we might live, our great teacher of all things, whose disciples we are, our King and our Master, the commander to follow, our High Priest who serves as our only mediator, and so many more things. So what should Christ be in? <laughs> in the way we get up in the morning, how we talk to our families, in the way we treat our kids, in the way we drive our car, in the way we conduct our business, the way we treat our boss and co-workers. Christ should be in the way we talk to everybody about everything. Jesus should be in the way we choose to act, to speak, to work, in the way we dress and the things we choose to do, in the way we work as an individual Christian, and in the way we work as part of the body of Christ. We should also be thankful for just the ordinary things. We will always take for granted things we have unless we are suddenly without them. My wife and I have a piece of property that has a well, and we never really appreciate the water from that well as much as we do when that well runs dry. Consider this. People are hungry today, but we are not going hungry. People are ill, but we have our health, despite our complaints sometimes to the contrary. People are dying, but we are blessed with life. People are out in the cold with no shelter, but we have adequate homes to live in. People are cold and poorly clothed, but we are well-dressed and warm enough. People are lonely and depressed, but we have every reason to rejoice. There are people who have lost everything they have, including their families. And we can't say that with all our problems, we are not among the blind, the lame, the abused, the hated, the misused, 
were the battered. Which of us does not have cause to bow our knees and humble our hearts to God in sincere, heartfelt thanksgiving for these simple things? We should be thankful for the blessings we enjoy in Christ. Contrast what being in Christ and out of Christ really means. What that means to our hope, to our life, to our prospects for the future. All the spiritual blessings that are in Him. To be heard in prayer, to be cleansed from sin to be adopted in God's family. What are the benefits of being thankful? I think the most important consideration is that we were all called on by God to be thankful. Ephesians 5 and 20 I've heard it stated that Charles Dickens said that we are mixed up in America. He suggested that instead of having one Thanksgiving day each year, we should have 364. Use that one day for complaining and griping. Use the other 364 to thank God each day for the many blessings he has showered upon us. I believe Mr. Dickens might be on to something. Someone wrote the following. It is not life circumstances that determine the quality of our lives, but how we respond to them. This is why the Thanksgiving season is so indispensable for us all. It's a reminder of the gratitude we need, the sense of wonder and appreciation we must have. If life is to be full and alive, Thanksgiving is the season of perspective. I'm not nearly so concerned with the season of thanksgiving as I am with the practice of thanksgiving in our lives as Christians year-round. There is a certain perspective that comes from thanksgiving. Not the holiday, but the practice that I would like to address. Thanksgiving improves our perspective about ourselves. When we say thank you, we are saying, in effect, that we are not self-sufficient. Giving thanks curbs our ego and brings us down to size, so to speak. It is a reminder that while capable and responsible, we are indeed needy and dependent. We're reminded that we need God and the people of God. Abraham Lincoln said in his Thanksgiving Proclamation of 1863, We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts 
that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue in our own lives. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to God that made us. There is something extremely healthy that results from us making the words of Psalm 100 our own. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. In addition, we're reminded how we need each other as the people of God. Ephesians 3 and 6 Our arrogance is addressed when we discipline ourselves to be thankful in all things. Genuine thanksgiving will improve our perspective about ourselves by helping us keep ourselves in perspective. Someone said if we learn how to give ourselves, to forgive others, and to live with thanksgiving, we need not seek happiness. It will seek us. I believe thanksgiving improves our perspective about are things. When we say thank you, we're remembering that we did not get all we have by ourselves. (laughs) We're not self-made people. No one is. But as pointed out in 1 Corinthians 4 and 2, we are merely stewards of the things we have. Thanksgiving helps our perspective about our things in at least two ways. First, It causes us to count our blessings and realize how much we have and enjoy and what responsibilities we have toward it. Even though I may clutch my blanket and growl when the alarm rings each morning, thank you, Lord, that I can hear and have the strength to rise. After all, there are those who are deaf or bedfast. Even though the first hour of my day is hectic when socks are lost or toast is burned, tempers are short, thank you, Lord, for my family. There are those who are indeed lonely. Even though our breakfast table never looks like the pictures in magazines and the menu is at times unbalanced, Thank you, Lord, for the food we have. For there are many who are hungry in this world. Even though at times the routine of my job is monotonous, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to work. For there are many who have no work. Even though I grumble and bemoan my fate from day to day and wish my modest circumstances were not quite so modest, (laughs) 
Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Second, having counted our blessings, expressing thanks for them helps to keep us from developing an insatiable desire for more and more, in which we are covetous instead of content. To thank the Lord for all we have is to remember the rich and rare blessings that we enjoy, the things that money itself cannot buy. Our greed is addressed when we discipline ourselves to be thankful for all things. There's a story that it's told about Alexander White, a Scottish preacher that he always began his prayers with an expression of gratitude. On one cold, miserable day, the people wondered what he would say. What could he possibly find to be thankful for? White began his prayer, We thank thee, Lord, that it is not always like it is today. I think that makes the point that we should look for things to be thankful for because it reminds us about our things in general. I think that thanksgiving improves our perspective about our God. When we give thanks for what we have, we are forced to think about God, the great giver of the greatest gifts. James 1 and 17. Scripture lays out for us what God has done and reminds us to be thankful for it. Colossians 1 and 12. Romans 6, 17 and 18. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. 2 Corinthians 9 and 15. Our anxiety is addressed by giving thanks. When we thank God for all he has done and given to us, we focus our attention on him and his grace and his power. So in this time of thanksgiving, I would like to conclude with one more thought. The word thank and the word think are from the same root word. And I believe that that is no accident. The two words have so much in common. Thankfulness grows out of thoughtfulness. Our focus on giving thanks should cause each of us to think carefully about all God has done for us. And when you consider that, doesn't that make you want to come even closer to him? Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.